anything happen yesterday that you were ashamed of? Hi, welcome to the Movie Bar Podcast, your average movie podcast by the average movie fans. My name is John. I'd like to introduce my co-host. I am Kyle, and we are brothers who are both average movie fans. But I still have to ask, why are we doing this? Why why do we need a podcast for average movie fans? Well, you know, you always hear about people starting podcasts that are like in the business or they're doing shows, you know, doing recaps of shows. But what about the average movie fans? Exactly. The Blu-ray and, collectors, the theater goers, you know. What yeah. about us? And we, we cover a good gr- ground. We have we have about 15 years between us. We're yep. brothers. Um, we, we definitely like different movies, but we, we overlap a lot. So we, we'll, we'll cover a lot of ground, definitely, which is always good. Not going to be agreeing on everything. Very um, true. And, yes. you know, you're the, you know, single going to the movies whenever you want. Yeah, me. I have kids. I buy a lot of Blu-rays. <laughs> exactly. I I cover the new stuff, and you cover stuff coming up. Exactly. Later. Yeah. Uh, you know, stuff that came out twenty-five years ago when you weren't even around. Exactly. But I I've always reaped the benefits of the Blu-ray collection, which I've always thank you for that. But I've never thanked you. A lot of people have. Oh yeah, it's it it does. I do wish Blockbuster was still around, but it it's good to have something like Blockbuster still. It's all, yeah. I, I I mean, it's always I always liked physical media and I'll I'll buy Blu-rays every now and then for like my favorite movies, but me I just buy if I see a movie. Oh, I don't have that one yet. I mean, 25,000 movies, uh, 2500 movies on Blu-ray. There's not many I don't have. <laughs> Exactly. And we, we can get, we'll definitely get into this later when we go over the new releases. But uh, I yeah. have a couple of questions I want to ask about your collection specifically, but we'll get All into right. that. All so right. we kind of went over it, but what, what are we going to be talking about mainly? How is this going to go down? Well, I, you know, we can talk about our favorite movies. We can talk about our favorite directors, actors, actresses, you know, kind of do a deep dive into directors or the, you know, filmographies of different actors and actresses. We could talk about different genres, pretty much anything that's movie related that average movie fans love. Yeah, and I think we can also have some fun things like today we're going to go over our top five movies just to kind of get our tastes out there. But I think yeah. we could do some rankings, stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe some and part of the deep dives kind of go into the really niches of the directors. Some of their old stuff could be cool. And uh I'm excited just to be able to watch more movies that I might not have watched otherwise, too. That's always yeah. good. So, before we hop into our top five movies, let me ask you, what's your favorite genre? So, I, I, it's definitely horror, because I feel like horror has... It's the most like distinct genre for me. I feel like nowadays, genres, like, they're so blended together. And like even horror is like that. But like I've through you, obviously, you're a huge horror fan um i've definitely through college really gotten into it and Uh it's just there's such a cool like community around horror too which i always like and like everybody knows 
like from the podcast we listen to like the movie crypt I'm sure it'll yeah. come up a million times like they just know everybody in in the horror genre and like people really stick with it and just love it and i love that kind of passion but also like the movies are awesome like a lot of them are super funny super yeah. scary dark like you, you really they have everything and like to me they're always the most creative even if like people can shit on them whatever and like sometimes they're low budget but like it's it works like it always works for me and it's the most creative to me and i like my movie tastes are all over the place as you'll see from my top five but like horror is definitely my go-to and like that would be the one i would have to say but what's yours i'd say it's definitely horror you know but you know i, I do i enjoy joy comedies i enjoy thrillers action it all depends on my mood, really. Like, yeah, you know, if I'm having a bad day at work, I want to go home and watch Medea, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, if if you know Halloween time rolls around, October, well, pretty much like August, September, October. Yeah, you know, I'm all about the horror. You know, I try to do the 31 days of horror challenge. You know, watch mm -hmm. a horror movie every day, but you know, the uh, elements have been getting in my way of that recently. <laughs> yeah, that's another story for another day. Yeah, I'm sure we can get into that in the dolls eventually. That, oh, I'm sure the dolls will come up. <laughs> yeah, they better. Um, but yeah, I I totally agree with you there. Like it it depends on your mood, like what you're gonna want to watch, and even like some. I feel bad sometimes because like I'll watch a movie and not like it, maybe because I'm in a bad mood. I wasn't like in the mood for that genre, so like I yeah. feel bad because like. I want to give everything I watch a good chance. So sometimes I'm I, at, at that point, I'm like, I didn't even watch it. Like, I just act like it didn't happen. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's I feel it takes two to three times watching a movie uh, or really knowing about like the actors in it or whatever. That's yeah. another big driving force of me when it comes to my movie watching. Like, you know, if I know I love an actor or an actress, I'll go through phases where I'm like, OK, I got to buy all these movies mm -hmm. that they're in. And I'll yeah. watch them, but then it's like, okay, I might not like all of them, but it's it, yeah, hit or and miss. It's, exactly, and it's it's still so cool to like, especially. I feel like I most often go down like actor rabbit holes and like just seeing where their career goes. Especially nowadays, I feel like with a lot of like the up and coming actors, like if you go down their kind of uh, filmography it's all over the place which is so cool like it's it's not just one type of movie and like even all like i mean this has always been true where like all the old slasher movies they'll have like one actor in it that goes on to be a movie star but even nowadays all the like up-and-coming actors and actresses like have been in these horror movies and like that are becoming iconic even though they're newer which is always just so cool to see and like see where they go and what they become later on let me let me ask you this question. Do you ever yeah. find yourself watching a movie from like the 80s or the 90s and all of a sudden noticing like, oh, hey, there's that actor or actress and they're a big star now. And they're like, this is how they started out. That's crazy. Like, yeah, it's always so know? weird, especially if they have like the smallest role. And it's it's even weirder. I feel like this happens to me all the time. If it's a movie I saw like a couple years ago before I was like as into movies as I am now and I watch it and there's so many people I recognize now and I'm like and I I can't even believe that they're in this movie that I've claimed to have known and watched and it's a bunch of actors that are now huge. That's always so cool to me. Yeah, you know, I remember years ago taking you to go see the uh Nightmare on Elm Street remake. 
Yeah. <laughs> I remember me, I believe it was me and Justin took you, and you had to be eight or nine at the time. I think that was your real first horror movie that we took you to. Yep. Yep. I, even though I love horror now, I, I can't say I loved it when I was little. Um, nope. No. I that, won't tell that story yet. No, we can we can get into that. Whenever we go to Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm sure we can get into that. But yeah, it it took a while for me to get into horror. But I've always like no, like I always loved like when I was little, I always loved Jason. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was cool, which I, I I grew up with them, even though I didn't watch the movies and I was terrified of them. And I think I owe you that owe that to you because you of course have always loved them for as long as I've known you. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's a good full circle now that I actually watch them and enjoy them. Yeah, and you know we're we're passing it on now with my son Hunter. Yep. You know, I have a shelf full of NECA figures, and I can go Hunter. Who's that? Oh, that's Victor Crowley. <laughs> oh, who's that? That's Freddy Krueger. Who's that? Oh, Jason. It, it it it's impressive how quickly he gets them too. Like he knows them. And oh yeah. Yeah, knows all about them. It's awesome. We'll uh, we'll get we will get Hunter on here. Oh, eventually. definitely. Yes, we have to. Hunter is the best. Don't let Brantley hear that. No, no. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, the other <laughs> nephew doesn't listen to this. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll hear. Uh, we'll hear if he yeah. does pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. All right. Now I think it's time to get into our top five. Um. We can kind of go back and forth. Okay. Um. But I'll let you start. Um. Mine are all out of order. I could never pick the order, but I'll yeah. let you start. My. I kind of sat there and. Figured, you know, what what are my top five favorite movies? And even on my drive home tonight, I wanted to change it, but I already forgot what I wanted to put. Yeah. But um, I'll start off. Uh, the Devil's Rejects by Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved House of a Thousand Corpses. Wasn't too keen on the third one, the Three from Hell, but The Devil's Rejects, you know, with um, Dwight Schrute from The Office, you know, he was in it. You got Bill Mosley, Sid Hag, Sherry yeah. Moon Zombie, and that ending was just amazing. Like, yes, that yeah, that's honestly, I mean, it's always gonna go back to, like, us being brothers and all that. Like, I I remember watching it with you for the first time, and that's a good one to get into horror because obviously Rob Zombie, like, just look at him, like you you know he's into horror and all that. But that one has an actiony kind of drama crime spin on it, but obviously they're horror icon still but that that's uh-huh. also it didn't make my top five but that is definitely up there okay and uh i like you said the ending with Freebird playing it doesn't get better than that um Rob that, has be, that has to be one of the best song sequences in a movie I in totally my opinion agree. you know yeah the drone shot or whatever that was that was following the car and then the shootout yep. and a bold ending too Yes. To just do that. And then obviously they came back to it in Three from Hell and you could say what you want about that, but to me that ending is perfect. And also at the beginning when they do Midnight Rider, it kind of mm-hmm. it's similar to Freebird at the end where they're doing the slow motion and it's it's just badass, honestly, both yeah, parts and Definitely. And Rob Zombie obviously being a musician <laughs> picked great songs for that, which is cool. Exactly. So what's your what's your number 5? So I, I couldn't pick a singular one, but I'm just going to include all of the Evil Dead franchise because it changes per day, including the remake, too. Uh-huh. And, like, I feel like 
it was kind of them that got me into horror, like truly, truly into it. Um, and like I kind of branched off from there. And obviously I loved Sam Raimi when I was little through Spider-Man. So like yep. it was cool to love those when I was little and then come back and realize he did these and for them to become like I am obsessed with Evil Dead. And each one and the TV show and the remake like has its own kind of spin on it where the first one's more horror. The second one's like kind of a parody of the first and it's comedy, but still is just insane and bonkers. The third one's like a medieval epic comedy it's always the horror and the remake's also like such a good remake and one of my favorites because it takes the first one and all the good elements of it and like takes its own unique spin on it and it just comes out perfectly and i just love ash as a character and i could talk about him all day but those are always my favorites and i feel like i watch all of them like five times a year I can't even tell you the last time I've watched an Evil Dead movie. It was most likely when the remake came out in theaters. Yeah. But that was also the first time I went to an AMC with recliner seats, and it was 1030 at night. Very I'm an old guy, and I probably fell asleep <laughs> a little bit. But, yeah, you know, like some like the shot when the it's running through the woods, you know. Yeah. It's all of them are so inventive in their filmmaking. And I because I kind of got obsessed with them in college, and I went to college for film and stuff. So I was making my own little shorts. So I feel like I always paid homage to them. And like Sam Raimi definitely really inspired the way I make things. Cause all of his shots and the way he has stuff done is just so it, it's insane, but it, it just looks cool. And for the first one it was made on like no budget. They just went into the woods and I've kind of read about it. It was like the worst thing ever, but the product coming out too is also impressive. So it has a cool story behind it and how it's kind of become a really cult movie, all of them. And like to this day, the the new one comes out over the summer, I think. So it's still going, which is always cool. Oh, there is a new one. I didn't know there was a new one coming out. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Evil Dead Rise. It's um. Lee Cronin's directing it. I he I, he's done one other movie. I haven't seen it. Sam's producing it. The Bruce Campbell isn't in it, but uh, it's like taking that classic Cabin in the Woods yeah. kind of setting, but instead they're doing it in a a high rise with the Necronomicon and all that. So it's again not a remake, kind of a there's in the universe, and hopefully as long as it's insane, I'm 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 definitely in, and I'm excited. We'll call it a reboot. How's that? Not a remake. Might be a reboot uh yeah it yeah i i can settle with reboot but we'll see they are always doing even with the remake in 2013 they were always planning to spin that off to be a sequel so we'll 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 see we'll get back to that okay so what's uh what's next for you next i'd have to say is the child play series mm-hmm. excluding Ooh. the remake that was recently yeah <laughs> that you know it would have been cool if it was, you know, Chucky, not Buddy, but, mm-hmm. you know, Brad Dorf playing Chucky. But I know the legalities, you know, yeah. the studio was going to lose it if they didn't make a movie. So they they made mm-hmm. it. And, you know, artificial intelligence is all the rage now with, yeah. you know, the Alexis. And I apologize if mine goes off when I say <laughs> its name. But, um, but no, Child's Play... I'd say Child's Play 3 is the number one of the mm-hmm. series for me. I did enjoy the TV series recently from USA and Sci-Fi. Yep. Which was 
you know, all original characters, Don Mancini, Jennifer Tilly, you know, um, Don Mancini, uh, I mean, um, the, uh, Chucky, Brad Dorf. I just said his name, but I've forgotten. <laughs> you know, it, it continued the story from the cult and the curse and, yeah, and all that. So I'm not, I've seen the remake of that and I agree. It was like, it could have been worse. But the AI thing, it's just not that interesting. Like, it's the serial killer embodying a killer doll is much more interesting than a rogue AI from, like, a disgruntled employee. So the remake immediately was just not that interesting compared to the originals. And I haven't seen most of them, but, like, I've always appreciated how it's still going on and it's still kind of the same. It's their sequels. Like, they're still playing on each other, which is always cool. And I, I haven't watched the series, but... I know people are really excited that there's so many people returning from the old movies. And that's obviously all the rage now, but it's just cool to see that that franchise is still going on. And honestly, just as it's as successful as ever now with the series, because when that was on, that's all anyone was anybody was talking about, I feel. Yeah, and you know, they're definitely basing off of the nostalgia, you know? Yeah. That's everything nowadays. It's just hitting you with the nostalgia yeah all right so what's uh your next movie well i guess i'll skip one i'll go back to it but going to nostalgia it's one of my favorite movies when i was a kid but a knight's tale i've always loved this movie it's obviously heath ledger great cast heath ledger paul bettany uh alan tudyk um what's uh, those are the three i remember i there's more everybody's great in it but one of my favorites when i was little didn't watch it for a while then kind of went back to it and it was it still held up and it was still good it's just one of those movies that's a cool mashup, uses the modern music, even though it's like knights and medieval and all that, and has weird modern references, but it just hits hits the heartstrings right, hits me in the nostalgia, so it's just always always a good movie for me to turn on. You know, that's one of the movies that I own that I've never seen, and I've probably owned it for about five, ten years. Yeah. But I'm going to put that on my list to watch. Definitely. It's <laughs> so cool. And it's just because the main the, the coolest thing is you're watching it's medieval people, but he uses like we will rock you and like music like Queen because it's kind of like a sports movie in a weird way, too, because like it's centered around like jousting. Okay. So it has a sports movie spin on it and it has the modern music. And I know I think I forget who the director is, but I know he justified using the modern music by saying like back then they would have had music playing and had a similar feeling that the music that modern music has on us that their music had on them, which yeah. is just a, such a cool way to kind of like transport you to the past. And it, it feels cheesy at first, but once you accept it, it, it totally works. And obviously Heath Ledger's great in it too. And it, it was before he did Joker, but that's his iconic role, obviously. And it's a fortune he died so soon, but it, he's just so charming and great in that. And it's, it's, it's a feel good movie overall. Like that's why I love watching it. Cause it's a feel good movie. And by the time it's over, you just feel great. Okay, I'll let you know. Yes, my take well, on it is we'll circle back to it. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you agree on that one. So I'm gonna go um, three and two together. Yeah, since they're by the same director, and I'm gonna have to go with digging up the marrow at number three, mm-hmm. and hatchet series at number two by Adam yeah. Green. You know. Uh, I remember there was a snowstorm 
and sitting there, and I said, what is this? Hatchet. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Then I get introduced to Victor Crowley. And I'm like, okay, this dude's pretty badass. <laughs> then Hatchet 2, and I'm like, all right, he's even more badass. <laughs> and then I remember sitting with my buddy Justin, and I was like, dude, we got to watch this Hatchet 3. We've watched the other two together. Why not? So we did, and Victor Crowley was still kicking ass. You know, the only big thing between the three movies is the um, actress change of the main character, Mary Beth. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who played her first, but then Danielle Harris took over the reins. Yep. Horror icon, obviously. She's yes. so cool. And then 10 years later, after the first one, a secret screening, it's Victor Crowley, you know. Mm-hmm. He's back 10 years later, and director Adam Green has said there will be more. And with um, Digging Up the Marrow, I love that kind of stuff, the paranormal, you know, monsters that could be real. And that movie just sucked me in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, pretty much all of Adam's movies, you know, he's one of my favorite directors, had the opportunity to meet him. After the Victor Crowley screening in Salem, Mass. in October, like very cool, you know. Yes, so. and he's—I know he's from Holliston, and we're we're from Massachusetts as well. We're yep. from, near Boston, and it's cool just to have him be a kind of hometown hero. Yeah, pretty and much and going out doing it. Still always repping the, the Boston Red Sox hat when yep. you know. But I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about him because I'm pretty sure he'll be one of our deep dives. Oh, for sure. I'm sure pretty soon we'll get into him. And the Movie Crypt podcast is obviously important to both of us. And that's another thing got me into horror and into movies, which I have to thank you for. And they're great. And Adam's a great example of, like, he's done – everything he's done feels so different. Like, obviously, Hatchet, all the Hatchets and Victor Crowley feel like slasher movies as they should. But it's a cool – version of a slasher movie because they, they came after all the iconic ones but like he was still able to make an iconic slasher which is just so so impressive to be able to do that years after the 80s and after they had kind of fizzled out and like he's now considered one of the greats which is just so cool to see yeah. and with digging up the marrow like it's been a couple of years since i've seen that but it, that's just such a unique kind of premise on the f- found footagey kind of is the, it real is it not the mockumentary mockumentary Yes, it was a, a horror mockumentary was very cool to see. And obviously they did the Holliston show, which is so great. It's one of my oh, favorites. Yes. Yep. And Frozen's also great. Not the kids movie, the yeah. tr- the horrifying ski lift movie. And just be him able to do the kind of cheesy, super gory slasher and then be able to do that, which is more psychological and genuinely terrifying. Imagine you're in that situation and it's so Even- real. Even the movie Spiral, like, you know, he was a uh, co-director on that with uh, mm-hmm. Joel David Moore, I believe. Yeah. You know, but we'll, we'll discuss him more into the deep dive. Yeah. Which I'm sure will be coming in a couple of weeks. Oh, for sure. Yeah, him and him and Joe Lynch, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into them. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go to my next one. Yep. Uh, I'll do two. Uh, okay. So The Nice Guys is on there for me, which is just one of my favorite it's just my favorite comedy and it's never fails to make me just die laughing. And I, I've showed yeah. it to so many people 
Shane Black's writing is just great. And Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe are just such an odd pairing, but it works so well. And that's a movie I'm just always thinking about and referencing to my friends. And I just think it's hilarious. And that's a movie I wish got a sequel just because the, the two leads in it are just so great together. It's kind of a shame not to see them in more stuff. But I know that was kind of in the works, but it, it was one of those movies that now everybody's like, oh, it's so underrated, like to the point it's overrated because everybody's saying that. But maybe down the line, we'll get one when they're a little older. Yeah, um, I would say never in this business because exactly you know there's not many new fresh ideas so yeah a lot of sequels and recalls and all that that. goes back to the whole nostalgia thing like yeah what made a lot of money okay let's do it especially now coming out of the pandemic Mm -hmm. yeah it's i feel like every movie is now just nostalgia i mean spider-man just did it ghostbusters did it well i know we're gonna get a ghostbusters later but all like like i mean i could talk about superhero movies forever and all the news of that but Everything coming out is nostalgia. Michael Keaton's going to be Batman again in a bunch of movies. Who, who the hell would have thought that was going to happen? And I, I'm, I'm not going to say I hate it. And it might get annoying eventually when it's all nostalgia. But for now, I'm enjoying the ride for the nostalgia. Exactly. Um, my other one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is... I like... Obviously, I like Quentin Tarantino. I, people are really into him. think he's great. I, I like most of his movies. Uh, this one though, it just, for some reason I was obsessed with it. I saw it in theaters like six times. I just was always going to see it and it's so long, but it, it, it's like nearly three hours, but to me always felt like an hour and the ending is just perfect. And it's one of those, I saw it at Coolidge corner, which I'll bring up a lot. It's my favorite theater in Brookline. They always do cool showings. And I saw it there on film and packed house and the ending was just experience that in the theater everybody going crazy was just one of my favorite like movie going experiences and it just cemented it as one of my favorites and i i I can always go back to that movie i know you're gonna kill me for this but those are two movies that i've probably seen once when they first came out yeah and i've never revisited them and my memory is a little foggy at times (laughs) too many hits to the head yep but I'll definitely be looking to uh, circle back to those and watch them. And For sure. That's it, that's the good thing about this is yeah. that we're going to influence each other what we're watching, you know. Maybe you'll end up like loving them. Maybe you'll hate them, which is just as good. Yeah. Because then we, we can scream at each other. But that that's another movie. It's Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio. And they're just a great pairing. You can't ask for anything more. And, you know, this this is definitely showing like our – wide ver- like the, the the wide variety of yeah my likes compared to y'all likes you're 20 what we say yesterday 22 22 yes i'm 22 uh, i'm 37 you know yeah so there's going to be wide gaps between movies you like and movies i like yeah which is good cuz I, I if we were had all seen the same thing it's just going to get boring like you're gonna read movies i haven't even heard of haven't seen and i'm gonna go watch them and then those are gonna be my favorites could same could happen to you and it's just that's it's always good just to new movies just no new movies yeah and you know maybe down the line you know we can bring some of our friends in and have a mm-hmm. discussion because you know we have friends all different ages yeah people we know that enjoy movies that we can talk with and get their taste and i'm sure it's going to be different from mine and different from yours yeah yeah i think 
the, the best part is our age difference and our differing tastes because it's not we're not just gonna be one one trick pony on here we'll we'll cover everything exactly so uh i'll go with my final movie which i believe was one i was going to take off of my list but i can't remember what the movie i wanted to put on the list was Mm -hmm. but i'll stick with it because it's still a classic grand torino with Mm -hmm. clint eastwood you know i'm i'm a war veteran myself iraqi war so you know i kind of know how he felt when he was sitting on his porch drinking his beer and you know watching these people walk on his lawn and you know get off my lawn you know <laughs> that's what i hope to aspire to one day but <laughs> sure you know, you'll get there then getting that you know you get that touching story of him growing fond of this kid that tries to steal his gran torino and the way you know spoiler alert if you haven't seen it he sacrifices himself so this kid can live a normal life mm-hmm. you know like that's that's definitely i haven't seen i honestly i think the only time i've seen that is when you showed it to me when we were little i remember it was me you and dad watching it yeah but like that's a movie that's definitely stuck with me and like i always just thought like i always knew it was a great movie and i've been wanting to go back to it so again this is a perfect excuse to go back yeah. to it you know so but that i i put that on and i get the feels you know yeah yeah, so, then that's that's its own genres. The, those movies that hit you, and it's those are definitely different for everybody. And you never know when it's going to hit you too. Yeah, mine. We can just go into mine because it actually works perfectly. It's one that it really hit me in the feels. Is uh, it's Cinema Paradiso? So it's a foreign language film, and I'd always heard of it and always wanted to watch it. But I got there's like a I, I was a member at Coolidge and they had a free screening for it because they were like doing a remodeling thing. So they're doing a big event for it. So I got to go see it there in theaters. And I was like, this is perfect because I knew it was about like a movie theater. And it's a movie just about this this man's life. And it starts when he's really young, ends when he's older. And it just I don't think I've ever gotten hit so hard in the fields just because it, it just a movie about life and it hits everything. And. I remember bawling my eyes out in the theaters, which doesn't happen often, but for that one, I I don't think it's happened harder than it did with that. And it's a movie I I don't even want to watch again for the longest time. Like, I watched it, it hit me, but I want to watch it again in like 10 years and see how it hits me then, just because it covers life in that way. Yeah, um, I've never heard of it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Obviously never seen it. I'm not... um you know, classy like that, I guess you could say, <laughs> but you know, I might check it out. Yeah. Is it subtitles though? It is. Yeah. See, I mean, I, I, I have been able to get over the one inch barrier and I've, I've really enjoy them. And I, I don't even like it's dubbed. I, I, I can't even stand it because I, if the lips aren't matched up with the, what they're saying, it drives me crazy. So I can always yeah. enjoy subtitles, but, uh, I, I it's, if you love movies and you are human, I think anybody can enjoy this movie. Well, you know me. I'm not that that human when it comes yeah. to touchy feely. Yeah. But you know Watch I'll... watch it alone so nobody can uh nobody can see you. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't report back on this one. That <laughs> yeah, means I we'll... couldn't get past the subtitles. Yeah, yeah, we'll know. I, I have a question for you. Yes. Like did you remember the first movie you remember seeing in theaters? I remember, I've been thinking about this recently, actually. I don't 
remember specifically the first one, but one of the earliest ones I remember, so it was when I was like six, was obviously I've always been in superheroes and I remember Ghost Rider was coming out. And I, I Ghost Rider to me when I was little was the coolest person ever. I mean, he's a biker with a flaming skull. What more could you ask for? And I remember I asked my mom to take me to go see it and we went. But then I got really scared in the theater because there's like one scary part, like 20 minutes yep. in. And then, we, and then we left and she got really mad. But then I was like, that was dumb. I should have just stayed and watched it because it's Ghost Rider. But then I asked to go again and she got even more mad. That's like my first movie theater memory. I, I don't know if it's necessarily the first, but it, I assume it's up there. Yeah, I'm not too sure what the first movie I saw was. But I remember dad taking me and Christy to go see The Lion King. Mm -hmm. That would be something we would do once in a while was go to the movies. I remember seeing Lion King in theaters. I remember seeing Jurassic Park in theaters with, uh, you never got to meet her, but Nana Gina. Yep. And I was like, why is this lady taking me to see this scary ass dinosaur movie? But, <laughs> I, you know, 93, I was nine. Yep. But I do remember the first DVD I ever bought and the first Blu-ray I ever bought. Ooh, those are what you should be remembering. And that's why I do remember them. The first yeah. Blu-ray I ever bought was Me, Myself, and Irene with Jim Carrey and <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Wow. I would I would not have guessed that in a million years. I was at Fort Riley in Kansas. I had just gotten a DVD player or one of those DVD TVs that had the player in it. Mm -hmm. And I went to the PX and I was like, oh, I love this movie. Based <laughs> in Rhode Island, you know, New England, the Farley Brothers. I said, okay. So the first Blu-ray I ever bought was the horror movie Sorority Row, <laughs> about the um, the, uh, they prank a girl and end up killing her on accident. Yep. And that was my first Blu-ray, and well, probably in about 2013, I said, you know what? I think I'm done with DVDs. It's time to upgrade. So I took all my DVDs to uh, Movie Stop. Yep. You know, and that was our buddy fun day, me and Justin. And then the two of us would walk around the store for two to three hours and like, okay, I have $200 in credit. What can I get? Mm -hmm. I'd bring in like 60 movies and come back with 30 movies, you know, but all yeah. Blu-rays. And now it's mostly Blu-ray and digital. Mm -hmm. starting to get into the 4K a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, 4K is expensive. Too, yeah. to get because it comes with the blu-ray dvd digital and the 4k and it's like 40 dollars, so that could be a lot but yeah i'm glad you brought up movie stop because i haven't even thought about that in forever because i remember every i feel like every time i hung out with you we would end up at movie stop the one at right next to stop shop would always be in there but yeah. I, I totally forgot that was even a place that's how removed we are from blockbusters and video stores like that but I, yeah. I always it I it's it was always great. I just loved being in there and just looking because you would always find random movies and be like, "What is this?" And that was the best part. Now it's like I'll go to Newberry Comics and they'll have like a tiny little DVD section and I'll I'll look through it. But it's all like stuff everybody's heard of and like big movies and they're cheaper. But I don't know, it's not as fun. But that's what I dislike nowadays. Like you go into a Best Buy, a Walmart, and the selection is one section at most mm -hmm. you know i yeah. remember 
Best Buy used to have the horror section, the comedy section. Then it was all movies by alphabetical order. And then it was all movies. Yep. But, you know, they stopped carrying. I mean... I mean, so many of the little movies aren't... And, like, the indies aren't getting dvd releases like i know sometimes it takes like a, a scream factory and like those type of companies that are doing these releases later like they'll do the classic movies in 4k with all the special features then they'll do some of the like well-known indie movies but a lot of them just aren't getting physical which is, which sucks like I don't, I don't collect them but like it's still cool to have that out there for people to buy and just you have it like you own this movie I'm sure you can attest to way more than I can. Yeah, like one one of my things is I love watching the special features. Yeah, that was all the rage when DVDs were coming out. You know. Yeah. Oh, and it now can, can hold the movie. It can hold five to six special features on how it was made. I'm so fascinated by how it was made. Mm-hmm. But and now, it, it it shocks me that that's not like a feature on Netflix. Like I don't know if any of the streamers have that special features thing. Which is good though, because then it gives you incentive to buy the um the the physical release because you get all those the director's commentary and all that, which is always just so cool. Even the commentaries are getting away from like it seems, you know. Yeah, I love hearing like you know facts about the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, had this happened on this day, and I believe Voodoo has started doing some special features with certain movies. That's good. Like one we'll talk about uh, in a little bit. That came out this week had a few special features, which I'm intrigued about. But we'll get to that when we move on to uh, the when we get to the what's coming out section. Yes. So segment. why don't we move on? I'll okay. uh, I'll ask you. Have you moved? Have you watched? Uh, sorry. Have you uh, watched anything recently that feels noteworthy? You want to bring up? Well, I watched. Um, Medea's witness protection today because it was a slow day at work. Yeah, is that a is that a newer one? I I I don't think I've seen them on like TV on like cable, but I don't think I know I know there's so many of them. Let me double check to see when it came out. <laughs> but it you know it stars Tyler Perry as Medea, mm-hmm. which I think is an absolute riot. Like, and then it has Eugene Levy. So yeah. pretty much what it is is um, Eugene Levy's a CFO for a company that finds out it's a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. This one came out in 2012. Oh, okay. But we'll talk. There's a new one coming out we'll talk about in a little bit. But Oh, wow. And, you know, so the DA says, well, we got to put him up in a witness protection. So Brian, the nephew, brings him to his aunt's house, and that's Medea. And you got it's 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 funny like mm-hmm. you know there's a uh sassy teenage girl and she says something to you is like oh no she didn't like <laughs> you know it, it's funny like yeah you want a good laugh um other than that i've watched i watched uh hotel Transylva- transylvania four there's four of those too yep oh wow it just came out it's on amazon prime right now yeah I had shown the other three to Hunter, and of course he wanted yep. to watch it. Yep. Um, That's something I, I totally miss out on. It was all the kids' movies, so you'll, you'll yeah. definitely cover that. Yeah, you know, I like I like to show him stuff that I watched when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. 
The, you know, the classics like that. Every <laughs> every kid should see those classics. E.T. Gremlins, yeah. mm-hmm. like you know, Hunters Five. Yeah, he, I remember we were watching Gremlins on Christmas this year, and Hunter was very excited. He sat in front of the TV and laughed, and he knew all the parts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think he's gonna take after me in that sense. For sure, have a, have I, a good taste in movies. From somebody from the outside, a little bit, I I. <laughs> he definitely is and it's it's incredible he's five and or five right not six <laughs> he'll be six in may okay 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 that's what i thought i got it right but a five-year-old being this being able to sit there and watch a movie is also just like like that just makes me so happy <laughs> oh yeah you know so we'll put this out there you know i have a, fi- a five-year-old son mm-hmm. our sister has a a six-year-old who just turned six yesterday. We're recording this on February 2nd. And, you know, I said, oh, Brantley, have you gone and seen the new Spider-Man or Ghostbusters movie? And Christy would be like, oh, he can't, he won't, he doesn't, he can't sit through a movie. And I'm like, yeah. well. Oh, I could, I, as somebody who doesn't, I don't want kids anytime soon. My one thing is I just want to be able to take my kid to the movies. I feel like that would that'd be perfect. Yeah, and with Hunter, you know, we we go the we've been going to the movies since he was a baby, and he'll he will sit mm-hmm. there and watch it and digest it, and you know, then he'll talk about it afterwards. You know, we we yeah. take him to see the live action Lion King, um, Finding Dory. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his mom Amy has taken him to see uh, some other movies. He's seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. In the theaters and Spider Man, um, Far From Home or No Way Home, No Way Home, whatever, yeah, whatever the new one was. <laughs> yeah. So you know. No, that is that is very cool, and he's just a badass five year old. Yeah. Yeah, he's very mature for his age. I know people say it all the time, but like, I'm, it's he's, he does not seem like a five year old. He seems like oh, well, I don't know. Well, what he seems like, but definitely not five. It's awesome. Yeah, and now, like, his sister, who's 12, Caitlin, mm-hmm. she's getting in the horror movies, and I'm like, oh, we got to sit down. Oh, we gotta, boy. We got to watch the hatchets. We got to watch the yep. purges. Yep. You know, her her dad has shown her, uh, you know, the, the originals, the Halloweens, the nightmares, yeah. the Fridays. But I'm like, well, you know, there's a whole nother, you know. Oh, yeah. That's thing the- of tip of the iceberg yeah you know you, you gotta dig deep and mm-hmm. and th- that's the best part about horror going back to that there's it goes so deep and like so many different avenues you can go you yeah. start in starting with the freddies and the jasons and going down a little deeper again in victor crowley and you keep going and i mean you can get to some messed up stuff but you can also go the other way and just find these super niche movies never heard of that are the best yeah exactly but other than that, that's I haven't really watched much this week. It's mm-hmm. it's been a a crazy week with snowstorms and shoveling and all that. So yeah, but um, I one thing I I definitely want to bring up. I've seen a couple movies in the last like two weeks, but uh, two days ago I saw I was able to get free tickets to an early showing of I Want You Back, which is like a new rom com coming to Amazon Prime, and it has uh Charlie Day. And Jenny Slate. And I'm a huge Always Sunny fan. So Charlie Day. Like, I, I was going to see it because of Charlie Day. And yeah. just seeing him in a rom-com is cool. 
And so I was going in expecting to, with some biases that I'll like it just because of Charlie, but like it blew me away and it was just such a good time. It was wholesome. They're both chaotic actors. So it has that chaotic energy, which is cool. And it was just a unique rom-com. Like it didn't, it fell into the cliches a little bit, which is fine. Like they all do, but like it also, it just felt like its own thing, which is cool. And I hope it's a movie that when it hits streaming in like two weeks, that blows up a little bit and everybody watches it and appreciates it because it really it just had all the good elements of a rom-com and seeing it in theaters is cool and i also i they had like post your social media reactions or whatever and i did that and won a 50 dollar gift card so that's an incentive but i did like it i'm not just not i'm not just saying that to because they of the paid gift card. you to say that I liked, didn't they oh i wish <laughs> they would have <laughs> they would have paid me a lot more but it's just so good and I it just exceeded my expectations so much. Yeah, what else have you watched? Um, I rewatched both of the Jump Street movies, which are some I saw both those in theaters, <laughs> and those are just the funniest. Again, a weird pairing, like Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Who would have thought? But it's always those odd pairings, the straight man and not so straight man, and just. That was those are just great classics. Those Again, are, wish those they are two going. movies, two movies that I could go back to and watch anytime. Yeah. I recently did watch them in Jan- in the beginning of January. Yeah, and it, still I crack up like when he's like, "I finally get to drive the Lambo in the second one," <laughs> and Jonah Hill's like, "Well, you're faster. You gotta go run, so I'll drive." The- <laughs> and Ice Cube is hilarious. Oh, yeah. And I will sit there through the end of the movie and watch all those fake trailers where they go like, you know, 23 Jump Street, medical school, yep. you know. <laughs> what One of those weird franchises where both of them are incredible and like, but the second one I always just think is funnier. And part of it is because of that ending is just so over the top. And also Jonah Hill sleeping with Ice Cube's daughter. Everything oh. with that is <laughs> incredible. Um, And... It, also, who would have thought Channing Tatum is so goddamn funny too? And I, he's <laughs> hopefully, I think he's kind of coming back and doing some stuff. He, I haven't seen him in anything in a while. So the last I yeah. heard from him was he's getting ready to do Magic Mike three. Oh, I need to. I haven't seen those, but I'll see those of cool casts. Those are funny. You know, you yep. got uh, Gabriel Iglesias in there. Mm-hmm. Joe, Matthew McConaughey, right? Matthew McConaughey yep. is in the first one. Joe Manganiello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, professional wrestler Kevin Nash. Mm. you know um yeah you know and then channing tatum he's funny too like you know everybody thinks that's a chick flick but it's, it's actually funny and enjoyable yeah and if if i'm not wrong i'm pretty sure channing tatum used to be like a male stripper so like him making movies about it is just cool just to bring whatever he experienced doing that in hey if it works for him we might as well right yeah um so is there anything you're planning on watching? I know you have a couple of Blu-rays you want to talk about that are coming out. Well, uh, this week's releases, this is once again the um, the week of the January 31st to the 5th or 6th, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the two biggest releases that I saw were Clifford the Big Red Dog, which I, of course, watched when it came out on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> And have now watched it like three or four times because Hunter loves dogs and yep. he wants to watch Clifford. And then yep. the other one was finally the release of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I did order the Blu-ray. I have a store that I go to on eBay that does a deal where they take the DVD out and sell the Blu-ray and the digital copy. So, Oh, that's cool. So he'll send me the digital copy picture before he ships it so I can just download it and then I have the physical media too. Yeah. No, that's definitely really cool. Because, I, I mean, whenever I buy them, the DVD just always ends up sitting there. So it's good. He's yeah. Somebody's getting some use out of them. But, yeah, go, let's talk about Ghostbusters because I that was another movie hit right with the nostalgia perfectly. And the new cast was great. Like, I loved the main little girl in it. Obviously, Paul Rudd's great. But that was a movie I went into being like, I hope, I hope this is good, obviously. I loved Ghostbusters when I was little. But I came out of it feeling that nostalgia. And it really hit me in the feels a little bit. Yeah, um, you know, we went to go see it in theaters. It was myself, my girlfriend, Hunter, his sister, and my girlfriend's mother. And I remember sitting there at, towards the end of the movie, not to spoil it, but when they have a... Um, a cameo. Well, the, yeah, say. The, the big cameo at the end of the movie. Yeah. Especially when... Somebody you'd never expect to see in it because he yeah. passed away. But, you know, that brought me back to 1984 and 1989, seeing Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Those mm-hmm. two movies I loved as a kid. Hunter loves them as a kid. And, you know, we don't we don't talk about the 2016 one, but <laughs> yeah, which was filmed here in Boston. But, yeah. I mean, it was good. They, they all had cameos in it, but they weren't cameos of... Not their characters. Their original characters, yeah. Yeah, which are so... It's like Ghostbusters is one of those movies that's just so iconic. And it's just cool to kind of see that carry down a little bit. Because I feel like it's because of that movie being universally hated. It like Ghostbusters fell to the side. So it's cool for kids, like you said, Hunter, to start loving Ghostbusters. Kind of like, like you did when it first came out. And then I did, which was much later than it came out. So it's just cool that it's another generational love of ghostbusters yeah and you know they just came out with a um huge box set of all the movies but the director of the 2016 was like hey I'm, mine's not in here <laughs> so they said okay we'll throw you in as a digital copy yeah so, but yeah, i've i i haven't seen that one but i've i've never heard a single good thing about it it was so, enjoyable yeah. a little too much focus on the chinese food but you know yeah um did, yeah did you see the the two end scenes i did which makes me very excited one uh, i mean spoiler alert it was cool just to see sigourney weaver back in it she's one of the best like who doesn't love her she's done ghostbusters alien recently cabin in the woods like it's cool to see her back and obviously the ernie hudson kind of tease it's hopefully we get a sequel to this and it's kind of Ghostbusters for the new generation with some of the nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. So, sorry, yeah, that, I forgot to silence my phone. That just went <laughs> off, but whatever. No worries. We're, we're, we're starting off unprofessional. We'll, we'll be professional eventually. We'll grow. Yeah, yeah. That, we're growing with the podcast. This has been about a month planned out yeah. between the two of us. So Yeah, we made it. We're, we're, we're recording. That's yeah. its own merit. So, um, what about movies coming out the theaters? So, I know we got to talk about this because Jackass Forever, I am so excited for. Um, I know I was going to talk about this earlier, but 
you asked about the first movie I saw, but my main memories of going to the theaters are just going to the theaters and being taken by either you or my sister or whoever and seeing movies I definitely should not have been seeing at that age. <laughs> and Jackass 3 is a great example because you took me and I was probably 10 or 11. And like, I mean, by that point, I don't want to say I was mature for my age, but I, my mom was always having Jackass on, so I'd been watching them. And I remember Jackass 3 seeing them in theaters was great. Hardest I've ever laughed. And even like the end of that, I remember that weirdly Jackass gets emotional towards the end just because they're the best buddies. They've been around forever. And like, I'm sure this one's going to go into that because even three did. I actually have the poster right in front of me because for the new one, because I loved it so much. It's Johnny Knoxville being shot out of a cannon wearing wings. And it says some people never learn. And then Jackass forever. So you've, you've seen this already. No, no, I haven't seen it, but I bought the poster just because, I mean, this is a movie, you you know what you're getting. Like, it's it's not like you're going to be looking at the reviews being like, oh, do I want to see this? Like, you're going into a Jackass movie knowing exactly what you're getting. So this one I've been excited for forever. So it's it's weird because on the poster it says October 22nd, which, and it is February now. So it's cool that I'm finally going to be able to see it on Friday. I'm going Friday night. But okay. Yeah, that that's been on my list for most excited movies for so long. You know, I I've recently seen Johnny Knoxville. He um appeared on WWE SmackDown. Yeah. Was in the WWE Royal Rumble. And when he came out into the Royal Rumble, he came out with um Wee Man and Preston Lacey mm-hmm. and some new guy. I don't know who he is. Yeah. But like I'm sure all the stuff that they've done over the years. Mm-hmm. For as many years as Jackass was on and three, four movies, like time has not been kind. No. <laughs> yeah, it's that. it's seeing them now and like the, like everybody's this. I can already tell this movie's gonna be huge because it's the only movie really coming out. Like it's just incredible that there's another Jackass movie coming out. And once again, I think that goes back to the nostalgia. You know, you see, um, Scream recently mm-hmm. coming back. Yep. Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming to yep. Netflix. Like, so I, wa- I watched that trailer today. Mm-hmm. And I was digging it up until the part when he, the kid's on the bus and he goes, dude, if you do anything, you'll get canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I my, my thing, <laughs> I know, like, I'm not going into this movie being like, I want a compelling story with these cool, interesting characters fighting Leatherface. Like, if I go into this movie... And I just see Leatherface, like, brutally killing people, just crazy scenes. And, that like, that scene, that's a terrible line. I can't believe, like, an actual writer who gets paid to write movies wrote that. And was like, that this is good. But if that scene ends up him just killing everybody on the bus, could be pretty cool. But, obviously, we'll see. Yeah, and, you know, with Texas Chainsaw, you don't know what to expect. What What's it going to be with... Yeah. Because every time a new movie comes out, you're like, okay, where does this one fall? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I th- I thought this was a sequel to the first one or the um, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah. But then once he said canceled, I was like, okay, that's a 2020, 21 term. Yeah. So. And they're bringing back. I don't think it's the same actress, but Sally, the character. So they're doing, you know, the Halloween 2018 Lori going after Michael thing, which is 
almost to the point of just copying them. It could end up being cool, but I mean, I don't think it's the same actress, so it's it's a little weird. And like, for the first Texas Chainsaw is so good, but it's it's very unique for a slasher movie. Like, it doesn't f- feel necessarily like one, and it feels more gritty. But like, you can go into Final Girls. She never felt like an iconic final girl in the same way like laurie does where like you care for a character like she's cool in it but it's not like i need her to come back and finish her story because like her story is her and her friends get killed by this crazy family and she escapes and i i'm good with that ending i don't need to see her come back and getting revenge on Leatherface. and see that's what i thought the texas chainsaw 3d was yeah because that picks up where the original Texas Chainsaw leaves off. Mm-hmm. And it has Gunnar Hansen and Bill Mosley in there as the, as the um, I can't remember the name of the family, the family used in that one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then all of a sudden now it's like, okay, well, there's this one, then there's this one. And, like, yeah, that, and that's just... what I don't like. If, if you're going to continue the movie, like, yeah, stay with it. Like Victor Crowley and Hatchet. Like, yeah. And, it, it, and, if you're going to try to do it, like if they kept making them, but they're unrelated and just craziness, like that can have its own kind of merit, but there's keep switching around. And it just gets weird and confusing. And it's like they rebooted it. And then now they're not rebooting it. And then they're probably rebooted again. And there was like a prequel like that easily. Texas Chainsaw is the most messed up slasher franchise well, in terms of that. Halloween's kind of right behind it because yeah, Halloween's a little uh, easier, I think, but it, they're neck and neck. And regardless of what anybody says, I love the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Yes. Tyler Maine, Danielle Harris, Scout Tyler Compton, Christina yeah. Brad Dorf, like People can say what they want. Like, I like those too, and people can say what they want, but at least, like, it was a new, interesting take on it where, like, some remakes are just the same thing. So, like, w- just watch the original at that point. Like, it looks a little better, sure. But, like, Rob Zombie actually did his own spin on it, which is what a remake should be. So love it or hate it. Like, and that's exactly what the title like was Rob zombies, Halloween. Yeah. So and I think we need, we need more stuff like that, but yeah. So yeah. Um, there's also, I know the, there was the Friday, the 13th game, which is so fun, but with all the legal issues that kind of the, the service for it got canceled because they, they couldn't work on it because it, it's all screwed up. But, uh, there's a Texas Chainsaw game coming out too. I don't know if you know this. Made by the same people, so that that should be fun. Yeah, and um, actually, a little fact: the person doing the motion capture kills for Leatherface is none other than Kane Hodder, who has yes. now officially played Jason. He played Freddy's hand coming up out of the ground, and I believe it was part seven or part eight. Yeah, of Friday the Thirteenth. Now he's playing Leatherface. Very cool. You know, he's hitting all the yeah. big slashes. I mean, even play- getting two of those is impressive. So the fact that he has three, and like, yeah. <laughs> that's just cool. And I mean, he's the coolest guy. Like, every interview, and I, I've watched most of his documentary, but it's just, he, he deserves it, too. He's just so yeah. cool. Yeah, read his book, too. Um, yeah. What What's it called? <sighs> Remember? Um... I'll get back to that next time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure he'll be included in any of our deep dives. He's him and Adam Green are buddies, so 
Of course, any anything Adam does, Kane Hodder is involved. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, uh, I you know we're getting ready to hit the hour mark here, and uh, I th- yeah, I think we, that was a good intro to kind of who we are while we're doing this. Yeah. Um, if you're hearing this, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at. What are you at? Well, my personal account is No Smile Kyle, which is a nickname multiple people unrelated have given me. So that's what mine is. I'm pretty sure your family would agree with that. Yeah. But you can follow the Movie Bar podcast at at the Movie Bar pod. Or you mm-hmm. can follow me at Ballzilla Ballas, B-A-L-L-Z-I-L-L-A-B-A-L-I-S. Um, thanks for checking out our episode. Yes, uh, thank. If you made it this far, you are probably our biggest fan. Or we made you listen to it, and yeah, or or hostage. you personally know us. It's one of the two. Um, so, but yes, we will be back soon enough, very soon with yeah, another one because this is fun. I think this is very uh, fun. Maybe our next episode we'll do a deep dive. We'll yeah. find a topic to deep dive. Yeah, if you we follow also, us on Twitter. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, and we also have Valentine's Day coming up, so. No, ah. we could get in some rom coms there. I know I need I need to catch up on some, but yeah. You know, there's also Valentine's Day horror movies too. Yep, we get a little mix. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks Bye. for listening. Yes. Thank you. Bye.